Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. The heavy glass doors of the Wakefield Trust and Savings Bank swung open. Ben Calvert emerged and headed down Main Street toward his office. He'd just been talking to his brother-in-law, David Bowman, and Mary Lane. Unwittingly, Aunt Mary had given Ben a piece of information which explained his present expression, one of grim satisfaction. So Bill Meade was on his way to the Discary farm this afternoon. And he couldn't have arrived yet, Ben reasoned. The Discaries lived more than five miles out of town, and according to Mary, Bill had just left. Ben hurried into his office, closed the door of his private domain. His behavior in the next few minutes would have astonished an observer. Either Ben was talking to himself or he was rehearsing a speech. And the odd part was he appeared deliberately to be dis- disguising his voice. Hello? And, uh, we have something down here for you. It's package. My perishable. No, that's no good. Better tell him it's a letter. If I can just make my voice uh, somewhat nasal, like his. It shouldn't be so hard to imitate. <coughs> There's a registered letter here for you. It looks important. You better come uh, right in and sign for it. Now, that's all right. That's all right. No trouble at all. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> that ought to do it. Close enough, anyway. Now, uh, give me uh, 683J, please. Hello? Hello? Uh, let me speak to Mario Descari, please. Descari speaking. Oh, hello, Mario. Uh, how are you? This is George Blake. Blake, down at the post office. Mr. Blake? Yeah. I didn't recognize you at first. What's cooking? Uh, we've got a registered letter here for you. You better come in and pick it up. Registered letter? That's right. It looks kind of important. Funny how I'm not expecting anything. Well, it's got your name on it. I'd send it straight out in the next delivery, but, uh, well, you see, you have to sign for it. Yeah. Well, okay, Mr. Blake. I have to come into the bank anyway. I'll stop by in a little while. All right, fine, fine, fine. You know something, uh, Mario? Uh, maybe you uh, came into some money. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. I'll see you later. Uh, sure thing, sure thing. And thanks for calling. That's quite all right. You know, it's all in the day's work. <laughs> ben was confident he'd fooled Mario. He was well pleased as he hung up the receiver. And about 45 minutes later, Mario Descari strode into the post office in Wakefield. George Blake, the postmaster, peered out at him with nearsighted eyes as he said sociably. Well, Mario Descari. My eyes are pulling me, are they? Nope, it's me, all right. Yeah. Haven't seen you in a month of Sundays, Mario. Say, haven't seen you in a month of Sundays. How you been? Oh, just fine, thanks. And uh, how's that pretty wife of yours getting along? Well, it's okay. Yeah, glad to hear it. Yeah, glad to hear it. <laughs> You know, uh, I used to see a lot of her during the war. That wife of yours bought more stamps, <laughs> sent more packages than anyone in town, seems to me. No fooling? Yes, I, I, I used to joke with her about it. I say I used to joke with her about it. I told her she was my best customer. <laughs> yeah, but lately she's been keeping herself mighty scarce. 
Well, you know how he is. He's always busy around the house. Mm, you're a lucky fellow, Mary. Lucky fellow. The way she kept in touch all the time you were away. I guess the uh, mail's just about all a man lives for. Away from home. A guy looks forward to it, all right. Say, Mr. Blake, Speaking uh, personally, I've never been much of a hand for writing letters myself. Well, I guess it's like the old saw. Like the old saw. The uh, shoemaker's children never have shoes. I remember when I went up to Chicago, must have been uh, five, six years ago. Every was bad as a hornet, yes? Not as a hornet, because I only sent her one measly little postcard. Well done, and I told her a man has to take a vacation away from shop once in a while. No, sir. I didn't even want to look at a mailbox. Uh, Mr. Blake, Of course, I... I'm not complaining about my job, not complaining. Uh, Working for Uncle Sam's mail service is just about as important as anything I can think of. Why, did you ever stop to think what would happen if the mails didn't go out, even for one day? Even for one day? It would be the biggest mess a person ever saw. It'd be awful. A real disaster, you might say. Oh, no, it sure would. Uh, listen, well, I... Well, boy, what can I do for you? I can't stand here talking all day, much as I'd like to. i got to sort the mail for the 715. I've been trying to tell you I came in to get my letter. Letter? I didn't phone you, Mario. About an hour ago, you phoned me to come in and pick up a registered letter. No, I didn't. I'm sure you did. That slipped your mind. Why don't you look in my box? But I didn't phone you, Mario. I may not be as young as I used to be, but my mind's as clear as ever was. I guess I know when I phone people and when I don't. But it was your voice. Not my voice, it wasn't. Then you really didn't? You're not kidding me, are you? No, I'm not, but maybe somebody else is. And jump in the gun, because it ain't April Fool Day yet. <laughs> sure is funny. Anyway, sorry I bothered you. Uh, don't worry about that. But don't get the idea I'm scatty, just because I'm not as young as I used to be. Oh, my apologies, Mr. Blake. There, there must be some mix-up. Well, maybe so. Maybe so. But I've been postmaster in this town for more than 20 years. I wouldn't have lasted that long if I started playing pranks. No, I guess not. Well, so long. Mario was puzzled by the incident, but not particularly upset. He left the post office and walked over to the bank. He planned to make his monthly payment on the loan bill meet had arranged for him. He always made his payments directly to Bill, and besides, there was something he wanted to talk over. But to his disappointment, nobody knew where Mr. Meade had gone. Mario decided he must have gone home early, back to the auto court. He decided to drop in and pay Bill a visit. Yes? Uh, you're the manager here, aren't you? Yes. I, I wonder if you'd tell me which cabin is Mr. Meade's. Bill Meade? Yeah. I guess you don't remember me, but I remember you. You're Mario Discari, aren't you? That's right. I'm Mrs. Trumbull. I used to know your father quite well. We had a little place out near there about 15 years ago. Then we sold it and bought this auto court. Oh, I see. Yes, you were too young to remember, but I remember you quite well. My, my, the time certainly goes... Seems just yesterday Tom and I took this place over. Now they're tearing it down. They're starting day after tomorrow. I noticed the stuff lying around. How come they're tearing it down? Oh, the new road to Huntsville goes right through here. I'm surprised you haven't heard about it or read about it. I don't get around to reading the Sentinel very often. Well, I should think Mr. Mead would have told you he was moving. You're pretty good friends, I thought. Wait a minute. Did you say Bill had moved away? Sure. He moved the beginning of the week, bag and baggage. Where'd he go? Why, he's living over at David Bowman's place. You know where that is, don't you, down by the river? 
Yeah, yeah, I know where it is. Well, I guess I'll go over there. You can if you want, but I wouldn't expect to find him home if I was you. No? Well, how come? I've never seen such a boy for work. He never gets home till after dark. At least he didn't when he was living here. He had his meals out, and like I told your wife... My he... wife? What about her? Well, one time when she was here looking for Mr. Mead... Carla? Carla was looking for Bill? Mm-hmm. And I told her just what I'm telling you. Mr. Mead leaves early in the morning, and he doesn't come back until late in the evening. You know, they talk about bankers hours, yeah, but that... Yeah, excuse me, we I'm in kind of a hurry. Yes, well, uh, you can take a chance at finding him home. You never can tell. Say, give him my regards when you see him. Sure, sure, I'll give him your regards, all right. Oh, he's such an attractive young fella. I'm going to miss seeing him around. Yeah, I'll bet you will. Mrs. Trumbull wondered vaguely why Mariota Scariot acted so odd toward the end of their conversation. She would have been surprised and upset, too, had she realized what a surge of anger her chance words to him had brought about. For Mario's thoughts had fastened on a casual reference to his wife, her mention of Carla's having been at the auto court looking for Bill Meade. It seemed to him that this was the final confirmation of the doubts which had been torturing him, the suspicions which had been aroused by the gossip concerning his wife and Bill Meade. <laughs> 